All your favorite CBC podcasts are now available on YouTube. The best in award-winning true crime investigations, hilarious comedies, vibrant pop culture conversations, and even more audio series are all available on CBC Podcast's YouTube channel. You'll also find exclusive video first episodes, YouTube shorts, and behind-the-scenes content from our hosts and producers that you can't find anywhere else. So if YouTube is your go-to source for podcasts, just search CBC Podcasts and hit subscribe, and you'll never miss the latest update. This is a CBC Podcast. I'm Tom Power. You're listening to Q. If you know the songwriter Bahamas at all, you might know that he sounds a little like this. Right, kind of groovy, kind of indie rock, kind of R&B. His new album is out today. It's called Boot Cut. And it sounds like this. I ain't afraid of nothing because I know I got nothing to hide. You might say. A little more country, but still pretty smooth. Bahamas made his new record with some of the best musicians in all of country music. He made it in Nashville, Tennessee, in one of those, like, hallowed halls of country music. And now Bahamas, his real name is Afi Yervinen, is set to make his debut on the stage of the Grand Ole Opry next week. Now, if you don't know Bahamas, and this is worth mentioning, he got to start playing in the bars of Toronto. He played in Feist's band when her career was really exploding. He's won a bunch of awards. He's toured all around the world. He makes his home in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and he's really thoughtful about music. So I was curious... Why the pivot to country? Here's my conversation with Bahamas. How are you? Very good, Tom. Thanks for having me. What were um, I love the record, by the way. Well, I appreciate it. I sent you an advanced copy like months ago, and I didn't hear back from you. And I thought, geez, either he hates it or he's just so busy with his bazooki. <laughs> He just doesn't have time to get back to me. But uh, Did I not write you back about that? <laughs> did I, I think I did that thing where I told everybody else how good it was. Oh. I'm sure that's why. I think, listen, yeah, listen yeah. there's a member of your band you can ask about that that I peppered with questions about it. Um, uh, I love the record. Um, Thank you so much. I just have a hard time communicating my feelings. And no, no. tell me a little bit about your intentions going into it. Was the intention to try and make more of a country sounding record? Um, it really was came out of the lockdown, out of the pandemic. I had done some recording, this live to tape series with different musicians, some in Los Angeles and and some in Australia. And then we did this session in Nashville where I was here in Halifax and the musicians were in Nashville. And we did a sort of this live recording and we paired them together. And I just enjoyed it so much. I just loved playing with these guys. And I thought to myself, well, geez, like that was a, you know, quote unquote virtual uh, recording. How much better would it be if I was just there in the room with them? So that was sort of the catalyst for um, the wheels turning in terms of, of how would we actually go about doing this, go down to Nashville and, and who would we want to have there. But, um, you know, I think as a songwriter, I've always kind of had songs that leaned in that direction. And even on the Pink Strat record, on my first record, there's some there's some dobro and there's some sort of quote unquote country um, influences and um yeah, so I just tried to choose material that I thought would fit well in that environment with those players, you know? Let's listen to the first thing you hear when you turn turn on the record. Well, hang on, hang on. No, 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 wait, you're, wait, wait. no you're, you're gonna hold my back. Dad, I'm just gonna daddy's hand like this. You're gonna go like this? Yeah. Um, I'm just working on the song, though. Can you come now, please? It'll be super quick. You can't wait till I'm done writing the song? 
No. It has to be right now. Yes, it has to. But I'm pretty close to something good here. So, Avery, can you tell us? Can you tell us what we're listening to right here? We are listening to the top of the record, which is just a voice memo. Um, like probably so many musicians and so many writers, I'm constantly stopping what I'm doing to record ideas, whether I have a guitar or not, if I'm in the car, if I'm walking around, if I have an idea for a lyric or a melody, of course, the phone and the recording function has just become like the new uh, tape recorder or the notepad for me. I mean, I record so many of my ideas in there. And so many of them are so beautifully corrupted by um, by my family and other um noise that might be coming in actually my wife just got a, a truckload of mulch delivered that might make it onto the interview but <laughs> anyway yeah i have a, i have a lot of these uh voice memos where the kids are all over them and a lot of them are just right when that kernel of a song appears and you you feel like geez i gotta get this down or i'll forget it or it'll change it'll it'll move on to something else or i'll, I'll remember it differently or however you know so it's so helpful to have these recordings, but um, yeah, it just felt like there was sort of a, I always liked hip hop records that started with those intros, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it was super relevant to the record and other times it was totally a non, the the swords of Shaolin or something. It just felt like it just was coming out of nowhere or, or another universe or something. And so perhaps there's some inspiration there, but in any case, it was nice to just sort of start the record with this little kernel of an idea of where the song started and then right after that you have the definitive recording the final product and you kind of get to see it from both ends i love i really i loved hearing that and i I think i felt like i got a little bit more out of it because i don't know if you remember this but man i want to say 2017 2018 you were still living in ontario and you had the had at least one kid and mm-hmm. I w- and I remember asking you, has your songwriting changed since becoming a dad? And you said, I have to find time for it. I have to, I have mm-hmm. to make time for it. And I felt like I heard that on the record itself. That's true. That's true. Well, that has not changed. So um, you have to get ruthless with your time. I, th- I think most people should be like that, even if they don't have children. I think it's if you're a creative person, if you're a writer, you really have to avoid being entertained, whether it's um, by Netflix or by podcasts. You really have to allow yourself to be bored so that the best ideas can come. At least that's what, what the way it works for me, you know? That there's so much, you can, there's endless amounts of entertainment right now, whether it's Instagram endless. or Netflix, that you have to intentionally avoid it to let your brain rest. I have to. I have to. I'm not sure if other people are capable of consuming, consuming, and consuming, yeah. and then being productive. But for me, it's not like that at all. I have to. I have to, you know, disengage with all that stuff. I, I can't stay up to date on the latest uh, episode of Succession or, or what's happening in all these. Things. It just all that'll be there for me later. I remember a few years ago, I I phoned Robbie and I was like. I said, Robbie, I just heard this band Bon Iver. They're fantastic. And he literally just started laughing in my laughing at me. And this is like they have three albums out or something. You know, they're like they're playing Radio City Music Hall, multiple nights sold out. And I was telling him how great they were. And he's like, you, you know, he's like just sort of laughing like, at I know. me. Hopefully, hopefully he finds it charming or whatever. I don't mean to be a living under a rock or something, but but in terms of my own creativity. 
it certainly benefits from just having some some space and ultimately being bored. And then from there, suddenly the wheels start turning and you might have some insight into um, the music or the art that you're making. I know what you mean. I, I walked, even this morning, I walked from a movie theater to the office because I had to watch a, a movie this morning for work. And, and even it was like a 15-minute walk. And I just said, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to listen to anything. I'm going to keep my phone in my pocket. And you and I have talked about this before. That's something, yeah, I think you, you and I have talked about our, our relationships with the internet and, and phones and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, I, it almost felt physiological. I could almost feel my brain pulse in a different way. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, these things are supposed to be tools and you're supposed to pick up a tool when you have a job to do. You don't carry a hammer around with you all day <laughs> looking for nails, you know. Yeah. But And the cell phone is such an invasive, it's such a powerful tool. But at the same time, it has the power to take over all your interactions. And of course, you're, and we know this now that the, the data is out there. It's just, you know, we know the effect that it's having, especially on young people and their development. And um, so, I don't know, I, I try and do that for myself. Obviously I try and model that for my children too. My wife is much, much better at it than I am, you know, but um, you know, it's just, we have to have a perspective on these things and what they're for and just reach for them when you want to use them. Don't let them use you. favorite one-hit wonder or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have or that tv show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon now what if we could fix it i'm francesca ramsey and i'm delon grant and after 20 years of friendship we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called let me fix it each episode we'll dig into our favorite celebrities shows and brands of yesteryear and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today think of our show as an intervention but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, Before I let you go, um, you're going to make your uh, debut at the Grand Ole Opry very soon. I heard. I just heard that. That's fantastic. The most storied radio show in the history of country music, in the history of... I'm guessing it must have been expensive to get me on there. Yeah. <laughs> They're bumping somebody else off to make room for me. Robbie must have really dropped the cake on this L- Little Jimmy Dickens just has to stay home that night, and you get exactly. to... I think he died. Anyway, point being, uh, how are you feeling about playing the, the Grand Ole Opry? I'm thrilled. It's going to be... It's, uh, it's obviously an honor. I'm sure everybody says that, that uh, plays there, but it is true. It's, uh, it's sort of... Um, the warm welcoming gateway into the country music world and um i'm i'm very thrilled to be there i mean i think i'm playing two or three songs it's it's um but again it's just one of those things where it's nice to be a a a musical visitor in their world they have a whole system you play with the opry band and yeah it's sort of nice to just be there in their world and part of that history and and um, part of all that music that's come before we're going to close things out with uh, Nothing Blows My Mind. Um, can you tell us a little bit about it before we play it? Sure. Well, it's probably the least country of all the tunes on the record. It's just really just a solo performance on the piano. And now when I, I'm on tour, I'm playing this song with the band and it's taking on some other forms. But it's really just a song that's that's about um, losing someone that uh, means the world to you. And 
And I sort of use this idea of listing off these, all these incredible things. And then saying at the end, you know, nothing blows my mind, right? I, I could be the first one on the moon. I could eat a steak with just a spoon. I could write the greatest tune. I sort of list off all these things. And then, but, but at the end of the day, when you're going through that type of loss, really nothing matters. You know, you could get a phone call telling you that you won the lottery or that you're playing the grand old Opry or that, you know, whatever you're, the thing that you fantasize about the most is sometimes when you're going through these types of experiences are so profound that there's really nothing can shake you out of it. And um, so anyway, all that to say, when I'm describing it, it sounds like a pretty dark song, but I, I, I do hope that it kind of has um, a hopeful quality to it. And I feel like some of my best songs have both of that. They have the salty and the sweet, you know, the, we've yeah. talked about it before, the yeah. Chicago mixed popcorn, right? Mm-hmm. You want to, you want to have a little bit of both. And uh, I certainly feel like this song has that. Can you do your best? I want to say like Casey Kasem. Did you have like a radio DJ you listened to growing up who was like a? <laughs> there was there was some radio DJs in the greater Barrie area, but I feel like they all owned used car dealerships too. You know, Paul Sadlin Motors and stuff. Whoever okay. was sponsoring Key to Bala in the <laughs> '90s is probably who I was listening to. You know, so do your best, whoever uh, your your best uh, automotive repository impression and um <laughs> and, and, and tell me who you are and introduce the song ladies and gentlemen up next with a beautiful tender song about <laughs> loss and hope in equal measure we have the uh, artist from uh, barry ontario bananas i mean bandanas <laughs> i mean i mean bahamas with nothing blows my mind Just a spoon Still nothing blows my mind I could be a millionaire I could climb Rapunzel's hair I could hear Ingo snare Still nothing blows my mind Nothing blows my mind After being with you Everything's cold and gray There's nothing new But I must let go Cause you've passed on There's nothing bringing you back Not a prayer, not a song So while I bide my time Nothing blows my
If my dad somehow said, I love you, son Still nothing blows my mind Nothing blows my mind After being with you Everything is cold and gray There's nothing in I think if you've ever lost someone who's... Um, close to you, you'll be able to recognize that feeling that Afy is describing in that song from his brand new album, Boot Cut, that is Bahamas with Nothing Blows My Mind. Afy, we're very proud of him. He's making his grand old Opry debut on September 20th on the Air Castle of the South, WSM. For our American listeners, he's embarking on a massive U.S. tour after that with the great Newfoundland band Fortunate Ones. You can go to bahamasmusic.net for those dates. Boot Cut, Bahamas' new album, is out everywhere now. Uh, the other conversation we have up today, Mary, you know, Afi and I were talking a little bit about the idea of perfection in music and, and whether perfection is worth um, aspiring to. Uh, in my conversation with Marcia Griffiths, who is considered to be the queen of reggae, and rightfully so, she at one point talks a little bit about working with Bob Marley and how exacting he was and what it was like to work with these musicians who strove for perfection. So there's a little bit of a tie-in there. Um, you can go check that out. Don't forget, our, our Mick Jagger episode is uh, coming out on Monday on this podcast feed. So if you're not already subscribed, please do so. And you'll get it as soon as it comes out. All right, we'll see you soon. Later on. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.